0: Welcome to the Drunk Guy's Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and this beer is epic. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy.
1: And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we are reading the Epic of Gilgamesh. And starting with a beer is Nate.
0: This beer is called Apres by Torch and Crown, because almost all of human uh, recorded history is Apres- Epic of Gilgamesh. Oh, you fucking That's it. That's sucks. all I got.
2: I saw that one, and I was like, oh, that means after, right? I can't use that, because I always confuse those two. <laughs> I think it does. So hopefully,
0: I did get that right.
1: This is a uh, winter ale. It's hoppy.
0: Definitely, uh,
2: definitely no, hoppy. No, apre
1: means after. Apre means after. Everything yeah. is after Gilgamesh. Yeah, it so works. got right, oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, Judges say yes.
2: <laughs> I'll allow it. There. The beer is fine.
0: Yeah. Hoppy. It's a winter ale. I don't know what those specifically are supposed to taste like, but it uh, tastes like Snow.
1: No. No, what? You S- snow. Oh, snow. Sorry.
0: Snow. Snow? I thought you just said no. Okay. Yeah, um, I heard it. no. I thought he was <laughs> no. yelling at his computer. It's not, or to t- it's not supposed to taste that way. <laughs> so. No, it does not taste like snow. And snow yes, I have not. tried snow before.
1: So, there's no He snow was there in when they book. invented it. Yeah, (laughs) and Gilgamesh's uncle was like, let's go throw some cold, really cold water at people. So the epic of Gilgamesh is the oldest uh, surviving piece of literature. It's one of the oldest things ever. It was written at least 4,000 years ago. By Nates Mom. (laughs) (laughs) That's why, yes. That's why the tablets are broken because there have been bites taken out of them. So it was written over 4,000 years ago or composed and not written until about 4,000 years ago in what is uh, Mesopotamia, which is like today Iraq, and is the f- original epic story. And it's interesting to study because it's the oldest thing. It's probably not the first ever, but it's the oldest we have. And so many other things you could see parallels to it. So it's kind of a curious book to read or story to read. And it's not very long. Or, good. or very good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And there's definitely a, a reason why it's not read in schools.
1: <laughs> is it because of the prostitutes? Kids Could need be. to learn about whores. <laughs> Those were whores to Ishtar. Those it's are... the oldest profession and the oldest yes. book. It's true. That's how we know it's the oldest. They already had it then. And no one was like, hey, is that new? And we're like, oh, sweet. They didn't, think of, they didn't think of doing that before? So... It is also sometimes the title uh, is also sometimes "He Who Saw the Abyss" or "He Who Saw the Unknown" is another oh, title. Oh, I saw the abyss. No, it's that it's that nineties movie or eighties movie. Oh, oh yeah, I was thinking of something else. <laughs> um, so it's it was written in of it's written in a couple different languages like it's Sumerian, which is a pretty interesting language that's only like partially understood because it's an isolate. There's no, which means there's no related languages to it at all. And, of course, it's very, very extinct. And then uh, a lot of other parts are written, a lot of other versions were written in Akkadian, which is the language used in, like, Babylonia. So it was only rediscovered in the 1800s. And it was apparently a big fucking deal when people found it. Because they were like, it's the prequel to the Bible. It was basically like Phantom Menace for the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of was. Especially the Noah's Ark part. And just like Phantom Menace wasn't very good. Uh, But the fact that they did it is what matters Right I mean, there is a Darth Maul-ish kind of (laughs) passenger Thankfully, this book doesn't have nearly as much discussion of tariffs As uh, fucking uh, Phantom Menace did And it's all, I don't know we get into the history later Let's talk about the plot So it starts with the story of Gilgamesh, Who's the most badass, coolest dude He's a giant He's uh,
2: two-thirds god and one-third human Which I was I've tried to figure <laughs> out how that could work. <laughs> I've
1: tried, like, all right, well, if you had a god-uncle... What, like, what's the permutation there? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you have to find, like, a common denominator.
2: Maybe he had, like, a, a heart eight transplant eight or a in or his human half, and they put a god's heart into his human body that oh, was so already because half. Because
0: your, your ancestors can only be, like... In, group in quarter, of two and, in like yeah. powers of two. So there will like technically you can never get exactly one third, one third, and one third, even if you add up a lot of fractions going way back because There's they're always like a multiple of twelve. Powers he of a, two. Is he a repeating six? Maybe. That would be two thirds. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> yeah. you can't you can't ever do that. Damn it.
1: You can't. I don't Unless believe it. Unless you
0: have two daddies <laughs> and a mommy.
1: Well, he's somehow two thirds God. His mom, well, so his so head. cow God, cow goddess, also God of Wisdom, goddess of. They had like three thousand gods, so That's a lot, She's not man. a big one, Lady Ninsun Lady Wild Cow, the Wild Cow Goddess. Yeah. So
0: in the beginning, Moon. Gilgamesh is portrayed as the villain. He is. He's an asshole. He's a, he's a real dickhead.
2: <laughs> he's I had questions about that. It's like he he banged every girl in town, he's and Prima he also Prima Noctis, so he, yeah. Yeah, that. But he, he also just banged everybody he saw in the streets.
0: But He's he also fifteen he
2: said it, feet he, tall. Like, he who's took every. Run away from that dick? He said he took every son from his father. Like, what does that mean?
1: Did he made he them bang the boys build, He too? made them build. No, he made them build the walls of Uruk oh, and okay. build the ziggurats to Ishtar. This is where um, the orcs in Lord of the Rings come from. Also, is that
2: true? The Uruk-hai? God, no, they don't. You're making that up, really? It's the same word. <laughs>
0: It is the same word, yeah.
1: That's true. Tolkien definitely would have known the fucking Gilgamesh. The Gilgamesh. I love it. Did you read about it on the Facebook, Jimmy? Yeah. When I'm done watching my programs, I go on the Google. Yeah. Uh, well, that's where he did the learning.
2: That's where Tolkien learned on Google. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, Gilgamesh at the beginning of the book is a real shit, shithead. Uh, For- raping and pillaging and he's the king, but he just does whatever he wants. And his feet are four and a half feet long. You know
1: what they say about that, right? They say that he's not a little man. This is little man. Depending on the translation, one of the translations is like he was four cubits from nipple to nipple. Is a long, <laughs> <laughs> really specific. That's very odd. Were they really far apart, or was he? Just I don't tall? know. I, I, I have a lot of questions. At the center of the nipple is that the inside, <laughs> the outside? Like, in the? Are they dinner or? plates? Um, Look <laughs> at these things. He's a god, I and mean, he's also part cow. Like. Yeah, he could, have, he could have eight nipples. Is <laughs> each nipple an udder? Uh, anyway, this is Little Man from
2: Weld Works, and it's a salted Oreo stout. Oh Jesus! It's only like six percent alcohol, though. Something jerk. like that. Okay. Somehow, six point five. Yeah, yeah. That it's you know it's like a chocolate, chocolatey stout thing. There's some salt in there. It's more like all the other. You know, chocolatey stouts. It's good. I'm surprised it's only six and a half. Oh, it's made with World Works Brewing Company and Little Man Ice Cream. Oh, so it's like Oreo ice cream kind of shit. Where the fuck is this? Greeley, Colorado. Okay.
1: All right. It's you. fine. It
2: does, you know, taste like
1: Oreo, which is nice. I like that. If you don't, you're fucking lying. And, you know, which American hasn't wanted to just drink Oreos to skip that painful chewing process? It's just its a waste of time, really. It's, it's just really a, just
2: taking up time uh, I don't have to eat I Oreos. need to
1: scoot around on my rascal. I don't have time to chew the Oreos. I just want to inject them right into my body. Just mainline them while I get the Walmart. Okay, so Gilgamesh sucks, sucks, and the elders of the city are like, Oh, gods, can you, like, not... Can he not be a prick anymore? Can you fix this? And they have you know the most logical plan: yeah. Send someone to kill him. They send a guy to rival him, and this is where the movie well, they starts. Ask,
0: they ask the gods to create someone to rival him.
1: Right? Yeah. And so they create... I've always heard it pronounced Enkidu, but I don't really... I know. said Enkidu
2: in my head the whole time, but Enkidu is a lot funnier.
1: Yes. It is a hyster- All the names are ridiculous because they mean nothing to us. And they're so foreign. Um, But I have read, I have the children's book version of Gilgamesh that I read to my kid and she loved the shit out of these stupid names. Um, And Enkidu, she doesn't even like understand Enkidu yet. Like when we get there, it's going to be a a game changer of a day. (laughs) But they make Enkidu out of clay, which sounds very biblical, and the spit of a goddess because, you know, she likes to lube it up. (laughs) And they send him to live in the woods and he's a hairy man beast. And he just is out there like suckling on goats and shit, living in the wilderness, and he's happy as can be. And this is where like modern scholars see like the conflict of this book, using air quotes, is civilization versus nature, right? Like Gilgamesh is the king of an amazing city, and the Enkidu, the only guy that could rival him, is a wild, hairy dude. So he's probably Greek. And they fight, <laughs> and Gilgamesh wins. Like, the city wins. Now, I also was reading a second book. But that literally only takes two pages. But we yeah, we also five the, pages. We skipped the really important part, where... Oh, yeah.
2: They, they said, you're not going to have to fight him. Just send him a hooker, and she'll bang him. And then he'll be like, I love civilization. It's well, awesome.
1: Well, a hunter sees Anki <laughs> Dune, He's like, that's yeah. fucking weird. There's a feral man bear. And he tells his dad, because he's a little bitch, and he's daddy, <laughs> I saw a scary man in the woods. His penis was out. And then the dad's like, here's what you do. Gilgamesh will want to fight him. And then he's going to send the temple harlot, Shamhat to go fuck him, to civil- to fuck him civilized, which is the opposite of what most people figuratively, the kind of language they use is, like, Talking about fucking is, is wild and crazed, but like, no, she's gonna like get him to file taxes after that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a line in this translation, by the way, we all read the same mediocre translation. Uh, the one that
2: it repeated itself 47 it's times in
1: a row? The new translation by Gerald J. Davis, because this was the version I had. It's not, it's far from the best translation available, but it is a very readable one. Whereas other, like, the best translation in terms of scholarship is the one by Andrew George. But that's the one where it's like a footnote on every third word to tell you, oh, this tablet might say this word. Like It's like a very scholarly version. If you want mm. to just read the story, this version's fine. It's, it's great if you're doing your thesis, but if you want to just read a book, it sucks ass. Yeah. So um, there's a line there that I was like, oh, that's interesting. Um, it, Shamhat goes there, and she's like, um, shows look at him these t- boobs. She, she shows him her titties. He's like, look at these. And he's like, Dem's filled with Dem's utters. And he, he doesn't know. But he figures that he very, even though they hadn't invented it yet, he knows how to motorboat. And he's like, <laughs> and then this is a line I love that. She gave him to know the wiles of a woman for the space of seven days and seven nights did Enkidu lie with the temple priestess, his member hard. He should have called the doctor six and a half days ago with that <laughs> That is
0: exactly what I wrote. I wrote that <laughs> note on my, on my thing. That is a lot longer than four hours.
1: <laughs> but he's a magic, magic wilderness guy. And so then, um, I forget exactly how she like tells him like go meet Gilgamesh, he's cool, and he's like the city's like really nice, and you don't have to like live in the dirt and shit. Well,
2: it's because she bangs she bangs him, and then he goes to like hang out with his friends, the antelope, and they're like, nah, man, you fucked a lady, you're not one of us anymore. And he's like, shit, what am I going to do now?
1: And then they all shit on the floor. Was <laughs> there? I mean, he definitely shit on the floor. He did. She didn't teach him not to do that. No, she, after a week, he run out of ideas. He shit on her chest. Uh, definitely <laughs> happened at least a little bit. He drank some pee. Um, she's a prostitute. She's also... Uh, I, I've been trying to understand what this is. She's a temple prostitute. I'm which, sure there's
2: some sort of cultural thing that has no ale, uh, analog, analog to our life. So, Or just sex was
0: part of religion and had religious power.
2: There was some sort of thing about how like, the king would have to bang the temple prostitutes as part of certain rituals, which is like, uh, who made that
1: ritual up? I think the king made that one up. Well, the, I mean, the, god, the, high, the high priest slash priestesses had way more power so they could commune with the gods. And the kings kind of usurped that by fucking them, which is pro-man move. Nice job, guys. We did it, boys. <laughs> but um, this is one of those things that, to read modern scholarship of this, you're going to get deep into the, like gender studies world and like I don't really want to go there but Herodotus did write about the temp- like, the whoring of Babylon and he's basically like yeah there's this like one day of the year where like oh if a guy just asked to fuck a lady she has to fuck him and they like are just fucking all the time and so Herodotus is not a very good historian so you can't really know exactly what he means but that's every we get Arbor Day from, Her- 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 from the wood day yeah <laughs> but no the, one ever knew what it was for but in this, uh, you know, so it's not clear. But every, every translation of this calls her a temple prostitute, except for the children's book version. Which calls her a very nice lady. <laughs> she, she was a giver. Uh, she exchanged favors for money. Um, so it's not really clear what her job was, but she doesn't question She's an independent it. contractor. And <laughs> yeah, she fills out her 1080 form for fucking, fucking men in the woods till they, till they, you know, understand how to vote or something. So she fucks him into civilization and he goes to meet Gilgamesh and Gilgamesh is like, I must fight you. And they and have... Gilgamesh
2: also has a dream as everyone has a fucking dream every 10 seconds in this book. And he's like, his mom, the cow god is like, hey, Enkidu is going to actually be your best friend.
1: And he's like, yeah. I'm utterly surprised. She's like, no. Yeah, yeah she the was. St- the stakes are high. It was very moving. Yeah. <laughs> so then they, uh, Enkidu hoofs it over to Uruk. And they fight, and of course, Gilgamesh wins, but like just barely. And then they have the first of several like '80s buddy action movies where they like they fight, and the guy's like, "God damn it, I respect you. Let's be pals." And, and then they sort of gay the, together. They spend the rest of the book holding hands. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Frequently like And
2: then they clasped hands And walked away I was like oh, okay Well you, you do you guys I guess whatever
1: And then Gilgamesh Every time he wakes up In the night With a bad dream He's like too, Please make me feel better I had a dream When I was at work With no pants on What does it mean and he's like I've never worn should, pants It means you should Take off your pants Gilgamesh No But they have clasped with my a, big hand <laughs> I'm still a little wild They don't call it Human style <laughs> <laughs> So then they become buddies, and the next logical thing is like, let's go on quests. Well, Enkidu, is he
2: becomes sad. He's like, I, I don't have a family. And Gilgamesh is like, you're my family now. And his mom is like, you're my son now. And he says, let's go kill someone and cut down a fucking tree. He's like, yeah, that's what dudes do. Well, they gonna, this yeah, is gonna,
0: really uh, about toxic masculinity. Yes. I think that's the main <laughs> message
1: of... This is Gilgamesh written Gilgamesh. by Tucker Max. <laughs> Yeah, they go to the cedar forest, which is like enormous, and they but they get there really. They make really good time. That's how you know a dad wrote this book. (laughs) They (laughs) walked. It was like three days spent on a seven-week journey. Yeah, every day they travel. Like they've traveled 30 30 leagues. Then they had lunch. Then they did twenty leagues, and they traveled. You know, he's talking about fantasy
2: football leagues. That's what friends do.
1: But the dad's like, listen, they found a shortcut. They made a really, they made a really good time, and they never stopped to ask for directions.
2: <laughs> he just walked the coolest, towards the
1: woods. Coolest guys ever. So they go to the cedar forest, which I guess cedar was, I mean, Mesopotamia is not forested. It's just a muddy patch of garbage. Well, I mean, if there was any been.
0: forest anywhere, that would be remarkable. It'd be like, oh, what is this? Let's call it a forest. What do you call this thing? Because it's these for
1: us t- trees, years. and it's guarded by Humbaba. And Humbaba is a fun <laughs> word to say, and it is a monster. It really is a fun word to say, but you never find out what it fucking looks like. It just uh, has he's, seven claws. He's cloaks. a giant with an angry face and shitty breath. They're also is, each holding six hundred pounds of weapons. They're fucking. This is like a start of an Arnold action movie. They're like. But he's just got, got two got of got those got minigun gun. things. Yeah, like that you strapped to a helicopter. He just got one on each arm. Yeah, but he's got like five machetes tied to each leg, and. A cod piece that's also a revolver. You know, there's just whatever stupid action hero, you know, that that sequence that's in many action movies where they just fill every pocket with guns (laughs) before they go break into the headquarters of the Cobra or whatever the fuck it is. So they're carrying um, an obscene amount of axes because they're going to have a very masculine axe throwing contest, and they meet Humbaba, and it's literally described as its breath is death (laughs) because it just eats garlic.
2: Because he doesn't have any toothbrush big enough for his teeth, <laughs> <laughs> he's so cranky.
1: <laughs> and so they fight it, and in the middle of the fight, which is not really exciting, Gilgamesh is like, "Oh, I forgot what is Shamash. Was that the god he asked for?"
2: Shamash is the temple prostitute.
1: No, Shamhat is the prostitute. Oh, Shamash is the god. god. He and prays like, to the wind god. He's like, "Can you please?" Yeah, he's like, "Can you can you please help us beat him with farts?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, not as stinky as his breath he's like, yes. And then they all just get terrible Heineken farts and they just rip them horrendously in the cedar forest. And he's like, cedar's normally fragrant, but this is bad. And the trees are fucking <laughs> These killed. These spells don't go together. <laughs> this is, oh, God. <laughs> like, the moths are settling in my clothes now. Like, it's not good. <laughs> and they kill Humbaba. But first it, like, begs for its life. And it's like, hey, I'll suck your dick. And then they're like, uh, maybe. Wait, wait, and no, no, definitely not. No, definitely not. No, I got to you for that. And then they kill it. And Baba curses him. He says, Enkidu, you're going to die.
2: And Gilgamesh, you're going to watch him die. And they're like, curses aren't real. I like
1: to watch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then they cut his head off. And then they cut down a big tree. And they build a really big door that I still don't understand what the fuck it's for. Uh, well, I think if, do you know what
1: the Ishtar Gate is? Do you know what that looks like? No, it sounds like you're speaking Pig Latin. So Ishtar is a goddess in this story. Yeah. Who um the Ishtar gate is from ancient Babylon. It's now in the German museum. There's an actual door. Can you let me share my screen, you fucking tyrannical bastard? It's just default. I never fucking is This is this is America, I thought. You thought this is Canada. Um... Oh, oh no, eh? <laughs> so like uh this. This is this is the Ishtar gate. It's this thing that was in Babylon that's been it's this beautiful blue kind of glazed tile thing that is, um, was the, one of the many gates to the walled cities, and it has monsters on it, and it's this enormous thing, and the crowds stole it, and it sits in the fucking Pergamon now.
0: That's pretty amazing, and I am so surprised it wasn't the British.
1: I know. I'm not, I don't know the story of how the Germans got it. I don't know that hmm. part of it. So they got a
0: very late start.
1: In imperialism So like They made up for it
0: <laughs> <laughs> they did. Honey They so had a they, real They a good job. They had a They had a real Good run Of about five years
1: <laughs> yeah, so I Also like uh,
2: Germany wasn't a country Until After everybody Had done all the colonizing or something like that So They were busy colonizing All the other You know Fucking Bavarian provinces
1: And shit So yeah, that, They somehow got Angola Wasn't it well, Angola? no one wanted that It might Angola. have been the Dutch so the no um, <laughs> that kind of like massive gate thing was was common at the time and putting a giant door in there would have been a symbol of wealth. Also cedar is like a really good material because it's you know, weather proof and bug proof and smells nice. So, so they made broad- a big
2: nice smelling door out of the giant tree like the world tree of sorts yeah, and then they all just held their wood together for a while. They they make a raft and they like they float the giant door back to Uruk. And he's like, "Now we
1: got a nice door." And they're like, "Okay, cool." Somewhere along here, I wrote this note. I don't remember exactly where this was, but Enkidu, did you notice Enkidu at the start of the story is a is a, you know, naive baby man. Like he doesn't and know he's anything.
2: A feral child sort And then all of
1: a sudden he knows how to interpret dreams. And there's another line, uh, yeah, Enkidu who was begotten in the wilderness knew how to interpret dreams. And you're like, "Okay, I guess that's how that works." And then later on says he has seen battle and is practiced in the arts of combat. Like he's the original Van Helsing. Like he just keeps getting skills. So yeah, I mean, his only battle would up
2: against like a bear, maybe. He lost his only real fight <laughs> against Gilgamesh. I know, he's 0 and one.
0: <laughs> also they,
2: against women. Uh, well, uh, he, I think he they, threw that fight. When yeah, he, he, them, did.
1: them he, he didn't even try that one. He he's like, like,
2: Oh, you win, whatever.
1: No. <laughs> Don't That's pin me with them. I bet oh, you wouldn't be mean enough to put them in my mouth. And so,
2: yeah. I do have a real question about... Uh, about the sort boobies? Of
1: no, no, no. I, I know everything about that already.
2: Um, everything about boobies, no? Yeah. Tell me. I can't. You have to a man of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Every time they're, like, getting ready for a fight, it's a common expression. You hear it all the time. I just reading it, I was like, what does that mean? Everyone's always talking about, like, make sure to gird your loins. Like, make sure your dick is hard if you're gonna getting ready to this no, fight. No, that
0: is like an actual thing about like how you're supposed to like fold your undergarments. It's like what?
1: A, it's to a, hold it's them like together. A, it's like a medieval cup. That's what it. You know, it, when you play like put a ball. girdle all over your dick, so it doesn't get no, cut gir- off. to gird is to like circle something like a girdle is a belt. I guess yeah, but a girdle is like to tighten and like give you. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess get rid of your muffin root. top. So they're saying put. Wrap your dick up in armor, like protect your cock and balls. They're coming for him.
2: Okay, that makes more sense. Because I was like, whoa. every time I read, I was like, wait, what? What did they? What do they want us to do? What is this command? Guard your if,
1: loins. I think um, I've also I'm googling now, and apparently, also it might be you know back in the day when men wore, uh, you know, everyone wore like basically a dress or a skirt, essentially, and uh, when you are going to go start doing that's some when rape we were free. Yes. <laughs> Before the patriarchy made its biggest mistake and Pants. got rid of our ventilation. <laughs> you would take your like man Swamp skirt thing and, and kind of tie it up like into a, a knot uh, so baby? your legs are, so you could run, you know, so your legs can move. Mm. Or a sword uh, fight. Yeah. Well, you should also take off your skirt to sword fight. I'm <laughs> 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 How do the fucking Germans get this thing? They found it. Oh, yeah, there like, it is. How, how did they get it, and no one else did? Oh, they took it the 1902 to 1914. Nice. Ah, uh, World War One, But it was, I don't know. I gotta, uh, the Germans, they were just like, did Jews make this? And they took it. I don't know what happened here. Maybe it was an Ottoman thing. Of course, there's calls to repatriate it, which normally I'm in support of. Uh, I don't know about going to Iraq right now. So then they go back. They They take all the wood, as they've been taking from each other for a while, and then they go back to the city and um uh, then they meet uh, Ishtar. And Ishtar is a goddess and there are sorry, like multiple stories about her. She also has a bunch of different names depending on which um Mesopotamian city state. I mean as 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 all history nerds will know, Mesopotamia is like a bit of a misnomer to refer to it as one thing. It's really like a couple of thousands of years and many successive or co-contemporary civilizations. So there's a lot of or Overland. separate
0: empires or separate city-states that sometimes were allied or sometimes under the same ruler, but usually not. And so, in over thousands
1: of years, it's just a giant fucking mess. And, uh, and it's all stupid words you've never heard of, so Mesopotamia is easy. So they're like, let's, let's just use one Greek word for it. Fuck them. Uh, and they're cuneiform, and fucking there it is. Cuneiform, also Greek. The, uh, but the word cuneiform is Greek. Cuneus is, is Latin for wedge. Latin is what I don't, I, don't I don't know if it might have a Greek root, though, but I know it's, that's the well, Latin word. Well, Latin is the Greek of Latin. <laughs> Greek is the Latin of... <laughs> whatever, I hate you. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Ishtar, um, she was also known as Inanna. And I mean, she's an interesting. Like, there's a lot of poems. Like well, The first... Writer with an like nobody knows who wrote the Epic of Gilgamesh. It certainly wasn't one writer. But the first writer in the world that has a name is a female priestess from somewhere in Mesopotamia. I forget which city. Who was the high priestess of Ishtar? And there's a whole bunch of poems to her. And she's like scary. I mean, first of all, they, their gods were were shitty. Their gods were assholes, as we talked about somewhere. I think the exorcist we talked about this. Well,
2: life was, was life hard. Was back back then. Then.
1: Well, that, that's, uh, I'll repeat, I said this last time, Like they had these ma- uh, maxims and it was like these, these uh, platitudes and it was like how shitty life was. And one was what the animal, weather doesn't destroy the animals eat and what the animals don't eat the weather destroys and what's left the mongoose eats. <laughs> like that's how <laughs> shitty life was. So they thought their gods were pricks. There was no personal relationship with gods. You just like made offerings and everyone who died, you died and you went to the same afterlife if you were good or bad. It didn't matter. There's just one, and it sucked. You had a job, you fucking had to. Still well, eat. When they
2: get to the underworld, uh, there when he's offering lists of things, it was Bibu, meat carver of the underworld.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, they had thousands of gods, and there are also many demons, and that gets complicated. But uh, Ishtar is one of the major goddesses, and she's a goddess of sex and, um, but also just like justice and love and fertility, and also war. So she like like the, the poems written about her that like refers like lady clad in dread. She loved reggae, but um, <laughs> that, or she's like also known as the queen of heaven. Like she's like, but she's also a shit starter and every myth that she's in, she's an asshole. One and of the This fame, one too. Yeah, totally. So it's, it's not it's totally in character with her and everyone was like, yeah, that's uh, what are you going to do? God's going to be doing that. Like there's a story about the descent of Ishtar, which there are multiple versions of this myth where basically she just goes to the underworld where you're not supposed to go just to be an aunt, just like, fuck, I'm going. And then they're like, they trick her. And it's like, ah, you can't leave now. You're dead. And then she's like, oh, fuck, I'm dead now. And then after a few days, she like basically realizes that her husband hasn't mourned her. He's like, oh, no. He's coming down here, that motherfucker. Oh, no, he, oh, he didn't. Hell hath no fury. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but then that guy's sister is like, come on, that's not fair. And they're like, all right, fine. You could fucking go, too. And they could take turns, like half of the year her husband stays down there, and the other half of the year, or her ex husband, I guess. Her oh, isn't uh, that just like uh, Persephone? Sister, it's exactly what it is. Yeah. So you could see, like, that's part of why these stories are interesting, um, and you know, explains the the seasons, and like, wow, there's a Greek myth that's very, very similar. So that's what these, you know, why these are interesting to study. Um, but then she goes. Can we to blame go- Hollywood for not having any original ideas. But she goes to Gilgamesh. She's like, "Hey, let me get that dick." And he's like, "Uh, you suck. Like, I see. We not in the every person you have banged has had something terrible happen to them.
2: One guy like went crazy. One guy got full blown chlamydia. Uh, <laughs> the third guy he exploded. I don't know, but like every everyone that bangs her, something bad happens to him. He's like, I think I'm. I think I'm good. And so she goes crying to her daddy.
1: Well, she promises him all sorts of stuff, and he has a great like." host of insults for her like he's not even just like no thank you he says like you are and he like lists a bunch of things that some are insults and some are just like weird inconveniences (laughs) and he's like you are the draft that comes in through the door you are the shoe that gives you a blister (laughs) you are like the bucket that spills on your pants like all these weird insults he's like god damn it that is not cool, he's like you suck, yeah, uh, uh, damning with faint praise
0: equivalent uh, of insults <laughs> if well, you I mean, your insult uh, like it's re- you're really insulted if your insult is like man, that's merely kind of annoying,
1: oh I feel, yeah, right, so um I'm trying to find out i, I there's a quote that I read of this it wasn't in this translation because it wasn 't very good, but the the shit he says to her is just really fucking it's just funny, like you are. You are the dingleberry that clings to your garments. Like, it, they're, <laughs> they're bizarre insults. And, uh, and she doesn't take them lightly. So then she cries to her daddy. He's like, Daddy, can we do the logical thing and send a big angry bull to go fuck these the guys bull up? bull of heaven. Bull of heaven. That is what they, I'm known as in the gay circle. They're like, <laughs> And the dad's uh, like, you can send the bull of heaven, but just so you know,
2: he's going to drink all the water on earth... And cause for, a famine for seven years or some shit, and she doesn't give a fuck because she's an. Asshole. Like, no, that guy called me a musty toenail. <laughs>
1: it's like you are the wedgie that does not come out. <laughs> You're the dead tooth in an otherwise perfect smile. You are the itch in the rectum that makes your finger smell for the rest of the day. It's like, all right, better,
2: uh, better destroy the earth with this heaven bull. You are a urethral wart.
1: But that's like a problem. They're like, like, (laughs) (laughs) or so I'm told. (laughs) You are the pitch that stains the hand of its bearer, a water skin that cuts the hand of its bearer, a boulder that smashes a wall of stone, a battering ram that destroys a wall for the enemy, a shoe (laughs) that bites bites the foot of its owner. (laughs) He saves that for last. He's like, and you are ill-fitting rented wedding shoes. <laughs> you fucking, that's how bad. And she's like, no, my weakness. So she sends the bull of heaven, and she's like, I don't care if it kills all these people because they are barely surviving because my ego was harmed. And everyone in me is like, yeah, that's how Ishtar is. She's just a crazy bitch. They just, like, yeah, we're still going to pray to her.
2: It's like if you had movies back then. Because not praying out, is even worse. Yeah, right. you put out like The Day After Tomorrow or some shit or Armageddon. They'd be like, yeah, that's what happens. This isn't really a thrilling film.
1: Like, this is just Tuesday. Someone didn't sacrifice enough goats. <laughs> and even if they did, they'd be like, whatever. They're dicks anyway. They, they, they really did not expect the gods to be nice to them. You, could, you just bribed them to be nice to you for a little while. Until they, they were bored.
2: We forgot that uh, she said you have to do the bull thing or I swear to God, I'm going to raise up all of the dead and end
1: the world. And he's like, well, I guess if that's the alternative, you can have the bull. He's like a dad on one of those my super sweet 16 shows. (laughs) If I do not get the Lambo, I will lose my fucking mind, dad. I will shit into into the air conditioner (laughs) in your bedroom. I will tell them you touched me. I will fucking ruin you. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right, I'll buy He's like, I will go to the board of directors. I will tell them what's on your hard drive. Okay, all right. You said in yellow, right? Okay. Oh, that's the giraffe fine. porn? Your mom, all right, yes. Just tell your mother the check's in the mail. Okay. So she sucks. They send the bull of heaven. And of course, Gilgamesh and um, Enkidu just fight it for a while. They're just... masters of the double team. <laughs> <laughs> they DP that bull. <laughs> They do kill like, it uh, within two paragraphs. There, there are no action scenes. Like, they're kind of not the point of the book. No, that's Reminds me of me Beowulf. Shit. Yeah, How totally. Beowulf and, and, and the Odyssey. So, uh, well, so,
0: Beowulf is clearly about, like, the coolest Viking, <laughs> who is, you know, the most badass Viking. And then he goes and fights called? everything. Uh, Grendel. Well, well, uh, Grendel, right. Grendel. And then the fight scene is one sentence. And then, and then he fought Grendel and won. And then, like, that's it. And the fucking dragon too.
1: But we're, we're skipping the important part where the bull of heaven takes a shit on Enki-Doo.
2: <laughs> they don't and
1: call him doo for a reason. Enki-Dookies. And this is like enki Duke. It's like a pig Latin for Dookie, I think. Uh, but <laughs> clearly, if this was made into a movie today, which it probably shouldn't be, but this is the part where the Danny Glover, like, now I got to deal with this bullshit. <laughs> and that would be in the movie. It would have to no, be I think Enki-Doo should be Danny DeVito. <laughs> oh God! That's
2: <laughs> look out! It does, does look <laughs> feral.
1: There's fucking duty over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not mine. <laughs> I'm not saying it isn't mine. Uh, <laughs> I didn't poop the bed. <laughs> Wait, there is there is another line when uh when he when Gilgamesh is going through telling like why you suck Ishtar. There's a part where he's going through all the stories. Like remember that guy who was a shepherd and then you turned him into a rock. And you kicked that rock into the ocean because you were bored um, because his dick didn't work once or whatever. And there's a line, um, loved you also Ishulanu, the gardener, who tended your father's date groves. He would bring you endless baskets of dates. So you went on a date and he would bring you endless... Uh, every day would he garnish your table with delectable viands. When you cast your eyes upon him, you were smitten with lust. You went unto him and said, Oh, my Ishulanu.'" let me taste of your member <laughs> <laughs> and then later on he's like but shallani reply to you not me, until the third date <laughs> what is it you want of me has my mother not baked and i have not, and have i not eaten why should i now eat of the bread of the transgression I, i'm not sure what the hell is going on there <laughs> but it's is that like, a sodomy thing I, I he's know. basically kill Commissioner's saying like, Listen I don't want to be because you're a whore. Remember that time you sucked that guy's dick, and all he could think about was bread? <laughs> That's a problem for me. That's a thing I don't really want to deal with. That's what happens. I don't want to get bread brain. That's how you get a yeast infection. Oh, <laughs> seriously, you sucked That's his science. dick. And his first response like, "Dude, I haven't had any bread today." <laughs> <laughs> As He's all nice normal men nickel. say, like, a goddess of, of love and fertility and sex is like, I want to suck that dick. And you're like, oh, I really need a hokey. <laughs> <laughs> but just the outside. Can I eat the bread and while you suck the dick? I mean, like I'll try to get rules. very few crumbs yeah. on you.
0: So then they kill the bull.
1: Yeah. But then they, Enkidu... They take horns and make a uh, big display out of it.
2: But then Enkidu gets injured... No, he has and a dream that the god is going to die, and then he just gets sick. No, Ishtar kills him. Okay.
1: Does she, she just does she sense infect She him? just gives him the common cold, probably, because there's no fucking medicine. <laughs> he was the first person to die of tuberculosis. He gets chicken pox, mm. cow pox. He had no immunities
2: because he was, you know, a, a bear person or He's whatever. an anti
1: vaxxer. <laughs> <laughs> he's, a, he's a guy who lives in the woods. He's like a survivalist, clearly. He doesn't <laughs> believe in vaccines. <laughs> He gets sick from shitting
2: indoors for once. Even though. <laughs> so, so he dies, and then Gilgamesh is very sick. They sad. definitely did not shit indoors. <laughs> In oh, yeah, probably Babylon. not. Babylon. But really, he's really only known this guy for what, like a few
1: days? A week? Well, uh, a couple weeks. A couple of weeks. It, but they've had a lot of sex together. And they killed a, they other... killed a giant, and they killed a giant bull. You know that part in Predator when in the beginning um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl, Carl Weathers grab into a bro grab and like flex like they were trying to make their biceps explode? You know that yes. shot? That's what Gilgamesh and Enkidu did for like the last six weeks while the free hand jerked the other one's penis. <laughs> so they... I mean, They're they very are, friendly. They are, they are cum brothers. Like they cannot be broken apart now. And Gilgamesh is devastated. He is very sad.
2: And uh, takes Enkidu uh, and also a week to die. He die Before he dies, Enkidu Curses Enkidu Ridiculous Curses the lady who banged him He's like, she brought me to civilization Fuck that lady And the guy's like People are like, hey, she showed you her boobs He's like, wait, you are right She was cool I take that yeah, back he takes <laughs> it back really
1: fast. <laughs> I forgot about the boob thing <laughs> Did you did you forget about the vagina part? He's like, oh yeah, that was Ooh, so round. much yeah, no, no, better shoot, Actually, I take it back the shoot, She Gildemus was pretty awesome. calloused hands <laughs> And then and he that, says, it,
2: I changed my mind. I don't curse her. I bless her so that every man
1: within a league of her will get a boner whenever she's around. <laughs> he's, he's trying to bless her business. He's like, yeah. she's going to make so much money. It's going to be a like pretty woman. Uh, <laughs> she's just going to be picking up the high-end guys now. That's a weird blessing, though. That sounds more like a curse. I mean, she's, uh, she, there's no chance for her to not be a prostitute. So he's like, at yeah. least let her be uh, an escort. In demand. He's like, I hope... In the future, she has an OnlyFans, and it's very successful, and she just does like a little escorting on the side, and she's like, you know, gets to pick and choose the clients. Yeah. And she sells really a call. lot of feet pics. So then he goes to the netherworld. Feet which is tablets. <laughs> <laughs> a carving of my feet in relief.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, in you, relief. Just, you just, you know, when the clay is soft, you just step on it. <laughs> there's my feet. There's my feet pick.
1: <laughs> it's like um, outside of like that... Uh, what the hell is a Chinese theater in Hollywood? where they just put their handprints on there? Oh yeah, it's just like that. But it's all, you do there's, there's all a whole library of feet ones. And just <laughs> some of them are really sticky. Those are
2: good ones. Those are the nice ones.
1: So then Gilgamesh is like, I'm real sad,
2: and he gives. Uh, he says, I'm gonna go wander around and be a sad little boy, and then he uh, wanders around. He sees a bunch of lions having a good time. He's like, those
1: lions are having a good time. I better fucking kill them all, which the Mesopotamians did. There were lions in that area, and they were hunted to extinction by the but mis- Because by, like, they were, Acadian they were happy kings, to be right? alive. They killed. It. it was like that was like the sport of kings. They, they, they didn't have chess yet, so they killed lions. <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, "Oh, this is. Let me just wear these." He becomes like a homeless guy. Basically, he goes to like his, he goes through his ascetic phase. He's wandering around in his. He does, uh, lion he does say skin what you should say. Thing. He says, like, a very beautiful passage about like, how sad he is that Enkidu's dead. He's like, everyone's sad. and The fucking jungle is sad and the desert. It's like, he really mourns his friend. It's like a long, a long passage for a book where they really don't, or a poem, or whatever, where they really don't say much. Like, it's been a long time. Like, he really laments the loss of Once him. Once again, this guy he just met. Also, airport bathroom. He's the
0: villain. He's is, is Golubesh still the villain at this point? I think he's he, on he's the, the, the good guy Heroes after Quest. like
1: chapter two. I he, guess. Like, kind of like he's once he leaves the city, steps raping people. They're like, thank God, uh, that's <laughs> an improvement. Um, yeah, they
2: sent this guy. They sent this guy out to fight a dude, like make a dude to stop our king from raking everybody, and then he just bangs that guy instead, I guess, and he's just like sated. Maybe
1: maybe that was the plan all along. No, he has to learn that's the thing he has to learn how to be a good king that's part of the story but he keeps he doesn't bury Inky's body for like a week and he says it only like nine times I did not bury him until a maggot craw- crawled out of his nose that's when I knew he was really dead and not just taking a hefty nap just fooling And <laughs> he th- wake up it's like the scene in My Girl she's like get up he's just sleeping and uh Nate have you seen that movie I have not. Jesus, it's, it's, it's good. It's I good have really, seen yeah. Predator. It's basically the same as Predator. <laughs> it's the Once same as Predator, you seen my girl, yeah. And the other one was my girl. Yeah. Um, so then he's like, oh, everybody be sad, and nature's like, yeah, I guess. And then he becomes a crazy wandering guy wearing lion pelts. and uh, And then he comes across the scorpion door. Well, he's, In the mountains. He, he, he decides on his quest, and he's like, I need to figure out how people can never die again. I need to seek out immortality. He has to go to visit the Garden of the Gods. Yep, so he I need to go. He needs to find the Sorcerer's Stone. Well, he needs to find fucking Noah. <laughs> and he's like, ah, I'm going to go. Like he know, kind of knows about him. Well, someone tells him about him, but he's like, I'm going to go to the Underworld and like, tell them well, to he give goes, he, he goes to find the,
2: basically the Mount Olympus of whatever the fuck the Mesopotamians are. And he goes to the magic door. The magic door guarded by the scorpions, uh not the
1: German band. Um yeah. and then he, they're like, you can that.
2: come in, it's cool. You're pretty tough. And he's like, Well Thanks. first they're
1: like no. And he's like please and they're like, all right, fine. Scorpions are known <laughs> for their uh soft wills. It's like um, that scene in Austin Powers where you can't ask the same question three times. <laughs> 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 he asked him a couple of times and then they like, alright fine. You have to walk through a really long, dark tunnel. Yeah, and then there's a whole few
2: pages of like, and then he walked for a fifth hour, it was still dark. And then he walked for a sixth hour, it was still dark. Then he walked for a seventh hour, it was still dark. Okay. It's like, okay, I, I fucking get it. So skip to the part where it's not as dark. Like, walk
1: for a ninth hour, it was not as dark. It's like, okay, we're getting somewhere. Well, he has to outrun the sun, right? He has to like... Does I think the that's another Scorpion song. That's definitely <laughs> an 80s metal song. but he outrun has to Outrun the sun? <laughs> He uh, he has to get there before the sun can catch him for whatever reason.
2: And so then then he he ends up in the Garden of Eden. I mean,
1: Garden of the Gods. And
2: they're like, go find this dude. He's really old and he'll tell you how to live forever. And so he Well, first there's a
1: woman who says, don't do it. He meets Sidori, the brewer. And she makes beers. He's like, hang out. Let's have a few. The Sumerians invented beer. Someone had to. Someone had to. And they actually also invented straws to drink beer. Because their beer had so much shit floating in it,
0: you know they would well, just like yeah. take
1: a i mean you know this is a time when you were still prone to drinking poop water, so to make it potable, you take your pot of rancid water, throw a bunch of wheat in there, and let nature's yeast ferment it, so you drink with a straw so you wouldn't have to just like chew your beer <laughs> I mean, that's why they they also had a saying was happiness has a name beer. Was another Mesopotamian platitud.e And Siduri is like, dude, don't it, living forever is stupid. Be in the now. She's like a mindfulness guru. She's like, also beer. Yeah, I like, let's get fucking hammered. I got this new double IPA. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just swapped for this. It's from, uh, it's from uh Let's see what, what fucking stupid brewery could it be? It's Other Half's new exclusive bottle release, and I got this thing from Mortalis. <laughs> But she says, "Like, dude, like, enjoy life. Life is to be enjoyed now. Enjoy like a partner. Enjoy having children. Enjoy like dancing in the moonlight. Everybody's feeling (laughs) loose and right. It's a fine and natural sight." Like, and he's like, "No, that's all stupid. I need to live forever." She's like, "All right, there is another way. You need to go talk to, and this is probably the dumbest name in the story, Utnapishtim, who is Noah." who is the only immortal man, and ask him how he became, how to become immortal. He knows. And this is before self-help books were invented. Otherwise, that guy would have been selling that shit. But, but he has to, like, carjack the ferryman to get there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Urshanabi, the ferry guy, as like, you go across the water of death. Cut 300 trees and make them into rods, and we'll punt our way there because the water kills anything that touches it. So basically each stick would go in the water and just like you could get one paddle with it in like one row and it would melt. So you had to have enough. But this is like the the rocket problem because like doesn't the amount of oars on the boat slow down how fast the boat's going to go? He's yeah, strong. but you're, you're starting from the, the wrong
0: end. So like how would you even, your first few like paddles, that wouldn't move you anywhere. That's why he had to have three hundred.
1: Well, lot in the end, them. he just he just uses his dirty shirt as a sail and blows into <laughs> it really hard because <laughs> you can't blow Anki do anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get to the island, and Una of is like, "What the fuck, man? You like? There's also some statues. to my timeshare. You're not supposed to be here. What's this about?" And he's like, "Let me tell you a story. It's in the Book of Genesis. I mean, uh, Gilgamesh." about the gods being mad. And the gods are mad because they were trying to take a nap and people <laughs> were loud. <laughs> that's what pissed off the gods where they sent a flood I to mean, kill them. I mean that everyone. is understandable cuz the gods are not only capricious assholes, they're also toddlers. And so they, they kill drown their kids for less. But yes, I guess that's true. <laughs> so of course Enki, who is one of the chief gods, comes down to Utnapishtim and he's like, "Here's how you survive cuz I like you." Make an ark, I mean boat, and gather all of the al- al- uh, animals. And then there's a storm, and it lasts for six days. It actually says, gather the
0: seed
2: of all the animals. Oh, Go guys. jack <laughs> off every animal on Earth. It's like, really? Do I have to do that? Like, you got to you gotta do it, man. I'm a god. Bad Go and things jack will off happen every single if you one. don't. <laughs> oh, no. Go jack off a bear. Like, he's not going to like it. Like, he will.
1: How did he get, I mean... Some of those animals were. Where far did they away. put all
2: the seed afterwards? Yeah,
1: how did he artificially inseminate the other animals? Did he just like, drink yeah, it? I've got a turkey baster, and I'm just going to town. <laughs> so then, and it's just like in a story that you read in Sunday school. The waters recede. He sends out a bird a few times until the bird finally stops coming back because birds are assholes and are not grateful when you save them from floods.
2: They're nature's asshole, yeah.
1: And uh, then it lands in a mountain, and then he comes down, and he.
2: Lives exactly a really long like time. Noah's
1: ark, pretty much. Exactly, which is what made this so. And now uh, you can news-wavey. find.
2: You can find the, ark of, Uperpartitistim Up- at the museum in Kentucky.
1: <laughs> really? Oh, is that like one of those bullshit ones? The biblical, the, the oh, creation the museum counter. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what this is. <laughs> the it's a creation so it's, museum. It's, it's there's oh, a dear God.
0: A, a young Earth creationist oh, minister nice. created this whole giant like Noah's Ark thing. They like they recreated this thing, but inside is like set up like a museum. But it's also, but it's a Christian
1: kids museum. going for kids get in for free.
2: Um, well, you got to start them young, or they won't believe that shit when they turn six. It is 510
1: feet long, 85 feet wide, 51 feet high. Just like Gilgamesh's wow. nipples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the dimensions of Gilgamesh's taint, actually. Um, it's run by some, like, Australian weirdo, I think. Oh, yeah. Ken Ham
2: is his Oh, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, but, but his children are not the children of Ham. He's very adamant about that.
1: <laughs> he also doesn't like people who are unable to eat Ham, I'm sure. No, he does not. Let's see. They put oh, a pork yeah. on you every time you come in just to see if you burst into flames. It also, the, the, the theme park also promotes the idea that humans coexisted with dinosaurs. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's in there, too. Fantastic. Jesus riding a raptor or some shit. Ken Ham, founder of Answers in Genesis. He looks like a... This thing was big news a while
2: ago. I, I, it's just sad that it's still around. But when it started, they were like, wow, they're, they're really doing it.
1: This is incredible.
2: It's literally incredible. In the old
1: meaning of the word, <laughs> <laughs> well, hiring policy controversies. Uh, I can imagine what the controversy there is.
2: Yeah, they use a lot of hard R's. <laughs>
1: uh, that you have to f- attest that homosexuality is sinful. <laughs> but not if thou art on top. <laughs> Do you ever see that meme of like a children's book version of Noah's story, and it's two um, like lions with manes going onto the boat? Oh yeah, I was like oh wait, <laughs> like, I that's think it's going to work. work. <laughs> So it tells the whole story. This is like the longest part of the book where this old man tells a story. He's like, oh, I've been so someone to listen. And Gilgamesh has to listen to this shit. And then there's another very logical thing because he's like, I really want to live forever. He's like, I don't think you do. He's like, no, I do. He's like, all right, here's what you have to do, Gilgamesh. You have to just stay awake for a week. And Gilgamesh instantly falls asleep. <laughs> like the next Total dad sentence. Move. <laughs> and I'm trusting my
2: eyes. And then he, he's like to his wife there, he's like, hey, don't wake him up. If you wake up, he's going to lie and say he's been awake yeah. for a week. He's like, oh, no,
1: no I heard everything he said. I've been here.
2: <laughs> so they have so, to make a loaf of bread every day. <laughs> and then he'll see the bread is rotten. He'll be like, oh. I can't get around this lie now with this rotten bread. <laughs> this is foolproof, <laughs> it's an ironclad alibi. To this day, uh, the FBI still uses the bread technique.
1: That's true. That's what they. <laughs> so he until they broke Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> so he's like, oh fuck, you got me. Isn't there something else I like, can? Can I like? How about now? I stay away. Is, is there a plan B? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, yeah. You have to just like go find the special life rejuvenating plant. Um, which is the probably of the sea. advertised on a late-night uh, telecommercial, uh, you know, infomercial, there's probably some plant that alleges to do this. And it's like, like in Harry Potter. Gillyweed? Gillyweed, yes. <laughs> that let you breathe underwater.
2: Yeah, this is just physically underwater. So he gives himself a pair of mafia-style cement boots, <laughs> and he just picks the plant, and he gets back up. He's like, well, that was easy. And he's like, okay, I'll, I'll enjoy my eternal life. And he's going back home and a fucking snake steals it. He's like, God damn it, now that snake is going to live forever, and I won't.
1: Well, this morning, this is a myth, and it explains something about the world, that the snake sheds its skin as it eats this thing, so it's young again, even though that's not really how it works. These no, are, it is not. It was a simpler time. <laughs> it's a cute way to explain why... <laughs> Look, she it's a baby snake, snake again. That's bigger. <laughs> <laughs> mostly just like, please kill it. Don't let it bite you. <laughs> yeah. And then the story... Then he goes home, and he's like, this, this has been the worst road trip, and I am disappointed. But then, after having a good cry about it, he's, he returns to Uruk, and he's like, oh, yeah, this city is the tits. And that is going to be important. Like, that's how I'll be remembered. This is how you live forever, through, like, your sh- the shit you do. Not by living forever, but by... Look on my works, ye
2: mighty, and despair. Yeah.
1: And I'm going to go back st- to
2: banging every woman in this city.
1: No, no but like he's shit. a good king now. He comes back and he's good.
2: He hasn't done any king it's, it, shit. It, it,
1: it's consensual begging. He hasn't
2: done any really. king shit in this entire book.
1: No, he's just, a, he has to learn, like, oh, you gotta, he cared about his people. He wanted to bring back immortality for his people. He, wa- he wanted to be immortal so he could rule his people forever. Yeah, but like he, but he <laughs> wants to bring back that plant to his people. The Everyone life, have the, the, a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could, if you repot it. <laughs> you could, you could take <laughs> he cuttings. was like
0: mostly in it for himself, but he was willing to do the bare minimum for other people.
1: For a king in the ancient world, that is—he is like the fucking Gandhi of yeah. the of that time to give a fuck about the people. He's a—he's two thirds God, two thirds. They don't say which two thirds. <laughs> you'd be surprised. He it's has, not he what you'd a, expect. He's has a cow penis. It's so no penis. Uh, yeah. Well, it's a bull penis. But it's also, he also has a tail.
2: <laughs> he does have a tail. to birth defect. He's very sensitive <laughs> about it. Then but, there's
1: a 12th tablet that most people are like, that's probably not really part of the story. So I, uh, didn't, read I didn't read it. I didn't read it. I didn't read it either. <laughs> I, read
2: the, uh, I read the wiki on it. it. was like, it's a bunch of bullshit. They're like, somehow Enkidoos. Back alive, and it's like maybe it's just about like what happens in the afterlife, but they're like, no, this thing sucks. Fuck it.
1: It's just another adventure where they go to the underworld for some reason, but it doesn't matter. I mean, there are multiple other Gilgamesh poems. He was so there was a historical king Gilgamesh at some point, and then he became a god afterwards, as tended to happen in in this part of the world. You know, as you do. You know, he was a pretty cool guy. I mean, if you look at the like. Sumerian or whatever kings lists, they have reigns that are absurd. They're like, this guy reigned for twenty-eight thousand years, <laughs> followed by the short lived reign of so and so for just sixteen and a half thousand years. Like, like absurd, like no one knows what the hell that means, but it's all like they like mytholo- myth- mythify the the dead dead leaders. Hmm. And in a polytheistic religion, like it kind of makes sense, I guess, to add oh yeah, you can become a god, why not? He's already two thirds of the way there. It rounds up, yeah. So there are many versions of the story, but those are the, that's the gist of it. Um, what do you guys think of it? I didn't like it.
0: Well, I see why they don't read it in schools. Is it all hanging it in the first chapter?
1: You got to hook the kids. That's how. If if I was a teenager and they're like, you could read the Odyssey," where the guy just like I mean, he bangs one witch on an island for a little while. Yeah, but it's like you have to, you have to get through a lot of book, and then there's like the whole passage about like. Him lining up axes and becoming an old man and there's an ancient dog. That's stupid. Or you read this story. So it starts off right away. A whore fucks a man into sensibility. You're like, all right, that's an easy choice. (laughs) It peaks early. It's the it's like when they show the best scene of the movie in the trailer. And like the funniest joke is in the trailer, and then you see the rest of them it's like, Wow, that was really it. This is all trash. That's kind of what happens here. You know, Shamhat pulls her titties out and they're so fantastic. And Anki dude is like, listen, fuck you, animals. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck PETA. I'm them titties. And he never looks back. <laughs> never, never regrets his decision. Even as he's dying. On he the deathbed, he regrets
2: it for a minute, and then he remembers the boobs. He's like, oh, right, no, it was worth it.
1: Yeah. The only reason he regretted it for a second is because he couldn't think clearly because he had a fucking full-on boner <laughs> from the boobies. That he had this priapism for the last (laughs) six months. His penis is kind of gangrened at this point. And then he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he dies. a happy man. What else? Uh, Nate, you're a history guy. So
0: I'm glad I've read it. That I will say. I'm glad that I finally got around to reading it. had the experience. Because I knew basically nothing about it, except that it was the oldest thing. And now I can say I've read it. And it didn't
1: take that long. Your mom. <laughs> 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 I was talking to Jimmy. To be fair. Oh yeah, that's fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that in. Yeah, yeah, it's, <laughs> no, it's all. Uh, it's only fair. So you're saying you're sorry?
0: I was saying I'm glad I actually read it. Now I can say I've read it. Great. But it it was wasn't dumb. Amazing, but you know, it was less painful than a lot of things we've read.
2: Only because it was short. Every single thing that happened, in this was a non sequitur. This is the first story. You know, I you know, gotta, but like it's just like, hey, we're friends now. Let's go kill a giant and cut down a tree. Like, yeah, like oh, okay, sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm down for this. And then they do that, and then they're just like, and now we're gonna fight a giant bull that a mean lady sent us. Like, okay, I guess, sure. It's just
1: it. it it's it, random it, adventure. I, yeah. I,
2: I know. I'm I'm using like m- m- modern criteria, which is unfair. But it was just like, what the fuck? Okay, sure. And like the they guy met him and they were best friends and then he died right away. Like, oh shit, all right, whatever. I don't know.
0: You know no, just, there it, were only about 10 people who could read. So the yeah. fact that they even wrote it down is pretty amazing.
1: They wrote it down many times in over centuries.
2: Also the many times thing, is it just this translation or is it all of them where they repeat the same shit
1: over uh, and over and over and I over think, and I over, think over it's, again. I think it's this translation that does that. Why would it do to, that? I think he no, did it to probably make all it. of them.
0: Because he's probably... It, it probably was sense. written
2: down that way. And so he's just trying to be accurate to the way I mean, it I know written. it's written. It's supposed to be like, I guess, like an oral story. So like this is part of, the, part of the shtick. But it was just like... I feel like I read the same paragraph four times in a row sometimes. And sometimes mm-hmm. I actually did read the same
1: paragraph four times in a row. Um... I don't think it was quite as repetitive. I think he did that to give it an old-timey feel. It felt too old-timey for stupid. i I'm sure, you know, uh, in oral tradition like you repeat shit all the time so you can actually you know I mean it remember? was literally like word for word sometimes the same thing Yeah, it was thing. padding. It so was, this this translation, I did not look it up until later, but this guy trans I'm using air quotes or translates lots of books like either he speaks 15 languages or what he really does is just tries to write an accessible version of a book that's in a different language. He insult. translates
2: something from English
1: to a more different English. Um, sometimes, uh, like, like he, uh, like he, listen to what he has translated. So I'm going to his website, which looks like he made it with fucking you know Wix, and it's <laughs> he has produced Gilgamesh, Beowulf, Don Quixote. The Divine con- Comedy. I would love to read his version of Don Quixote, The Canterbury Tales, and La Mort de Arthur, or whatever the fuck that is. That's that's a lot six, of languages. That's s- minimum six different languages, and really, Gilgamesh scholarship, like you need multiple languages just there. Uh, multiple like completely extinct dead languages that are really that bizarre. you wouldn't use for
0: anything else.
1: Yeah, you have to be a, a seriologist to learn that. I had to read fucking Elamite or whatever dumb languages they were using.
2: And fucking Don Quixote
1: would have been what? Middle Spanish? Yeah, like, and then or Beowulf is, is Old English. Canterbury Tales is Middle English. Lemort d'Arthur, I'm sure, is Old French. Divine Comedy is Old Italian. There is no way this guy speaks all those languages. He took other people's translations and. I think he probably, he probably just found public, Python's public domain versions, which exist for all of those books. And just kind of tries to make it a little accessible or whatever, which is not up to say it's a bad.: perfectly thing. fair. I mean, like I, I
2: don't think that the translation, aside from that repeating shit, would have made the story that much different. The story would have been pretty much 90 percent the same, which I still was just like, "This is fine. I don't like it. If but you read, this the, is not
1: the same. The scholarly we're version going for. is really terrible. I tried reading it because it makes no effort to make it readable. It's just like these are literally the words in the order they're written. And on, especially the Sumerian versions, which are the oldest, Sumerian is not a fully, like, we don't know every word in that language. Like, there's a recorded word for hello in Sumerian, and there's no word recorded for goodbye. Yet because there no are five, at least five different words for beer, which is pretty important. Their priorities were straight. Because they got just, so drunk they never said
2: goodbye. They just out. It is constantly Irish exited.
1: <laughs> Sour.
0: Pilsner. Yeah. Okay.
1: They're not going to bother with a Kolsch. but like it, it's this this uh, you know the 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 Andrew George version is is a million times more accurate, I'm sure, but it's much more difficult to read. I'm just, like, the issue with any
2: translation. It, how it sounds I'm like this guy didn't actually translate anything; he just
1: rewrote it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's he summarized Here. in the forest of cedar parentheses where asterisk whom Baba close parentheses dwells. Open parentheses, let us, close parentheses, surprise him in his lair. So, like, half those words are missing. They're not there, and the guy has to plug them in to make sense of it. Enkidu opened his mouth, saying to Gilgamesh, I knew him, my friend, in the uplands, where I roamed here and there with the herd. For sixty leagues, the forest is a wilderness. Who is there would venture inside it. Like, uh What? Like, this is, you have to work to read this shit. Like yeah. I have to do that.
0: I don't know anything about reading cuneiform, but I can't help but think that they probably didn't have a, like, written or, like, symbol for every single word that they might use. Like, you were I mean, supposed was like to have to figure it out. Yeah, more like shorthand. You're supposed to have to figure it out
1: kind of based mnemonic.
2: on other things. And so... It was like and so, where they leave out the vowels.
1: So, think of it. Cuneiform was in use for over 2,000 years. So, it was not a static thing. No. And it was, and it's not a language, Canadian form, it's just a, a writing system. Kind of like the alphabet we use to write English is not English by itself, because that alphabet could be used to write German. It's Arabic. German. Oh, no, the no, letters we use wrong, are the Roman numbers. alphabet. The numbers are, are Hindu-Arabic numerals. But the alphabet we use is ultimately, I mean, Romans, but before then they got it from the Greeks, who got it from the Phoenicians, who were, um, and this is an amazing word I learned recently, a thalassocracy. Uh, which is a maritime empire? That's a ridiculous word.
2: Thalassocracy.
1: Thalassocracy. They, and they—what the they, does that mean? Maritime like empire that has power by controlling the seas.
2: That's weirdly specific.
1: Historians don't foresee boobies, so they need to think of other
2: things. I did learn that uh, North Korea is currently a necrocracy.
1: Well, because yeah, it's run by it's the ghost of uh, yeah,
2: it's the go- is the grandfather of Kim Jong Un, is. Kim, Kim Il-Sung. Il-sung. Yeah, he still is the leader, so technically. So it's a it's run, is a necrocracy because it's run by a ghost.
1: Spooky. <laughs> but the Phoenicians simplified cuneiform into um, what we think of as an alphabet, even though technically it's an abjad because it didn't use vowels, because they were merchants. Like, it needed to be quick. But it originally started like a pictogram system, and then it became... Uh, like a lot of them use like syllabic versions, so each character stood for like ka or ta or bo or vu or whatever sounds. But it was used for over a dozen languages cuneiforms. It like it's really versatile. It's like thing. Esperanto. Well, no, it's it's just the writing system itself. Like those languages have many of them have nothing to do with each other in a linguistic sense. Like Sumerian so is an isolate. Akkadian a is a Semitic a language. language.
2: I'm sorry. So Each symbol would mean a different
1: thing in a different language. They all potentially the same yeah. Thing. And it was only in the 1800s. So the history of, the, of Gilgamesh is kind of more interesting than the story sometimes because it was in the it's late 1800s the story. that the shit was deciphered. and there's By a this guy doing it part-time. Doing it as a hobby. And of course it's like... He was, it,
2: he was doing it as a hobby because he hated his wife and kids so much he didn't want to be at home.
1: Well, he hated his job, but he, he was enamored with learning and had never had the opportunity to actually go to school because British England was a fucking horrifically classist society in the 1800s. And this commoner guy with the most English name, George Smith, <laughs> taught himself how to read this shit. It is hard to read. Like, just different, weird languages to begin with, but it's like cramped little 5,000-year-old carvings in a piece of clay that, the tablets are small. Like, it's really just hard and to read. He just stared at them for hours and hours and hours. There was no internet porn. <laughs> he couldn't just, he had, what else was he going to do? And then they forced
2: him to go do it in the desert and he's like i really don't want to go to there
1: well the, f- the first time he wanted to go and, they, and it was a successful trip he found like the li- they had found the library of Ashurbanipal who was one of the few kings who could read and collected all sorts of you know including versions of the gilgamesh story in his library and they stole that shit right from iraq <laughs> <laughs> they don't need these nope Get lost, Mohammedans. We're, t- we're going to take care of these. <laughs> but on his third voyage, he was like, can I please come home? I miss my family and I have dysentery. And they're like, bish-bosh, no. And then he fucking died. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking died. He died and for the cause. Oh, and he was most, like 33. Yeah. They're like Most regrettable. Oh, well. <laughs> Turn his widow and children out onto the streets. I think that they gave his
2: uh, widow a... Payoff of uh, twenty, like twenty five pounds a year or
1: some show. No, it was a hundred. It, it, it was it was it was, it was substantial. Oh. It was substantial at a time when making a pound a month was like what you know a, a laborer was probably getting. Hmm. They so gave it was it worth to die. Yeah,
2: like well, <laughs> His wife was like, know. "Well, I'm not that sad. I guess
1: <laughs> it's not." Yeah, he's pretty. He just spent know. a lot of time
2: at the fucking museum,
1: <laughs> and I, I don't have to hear any more about that fucking Gilgamesh story now, do I? <laughs> My wife, you don't understand. She simply showed him her boobs, and he forgot about nature. There was like, like really please really stop telling boobs. me this. Yeah, he was thirty six when he died in Aleppo, or as Gary Johnson what calls it, is where Aleppo.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> our our topical political humor. <laughs> What's an Aleppo?
0: Only five years old. <laughs> Still funny. Six years. It's, old. it's still funny. Seven. You know what? This is probably going to come out in 2023. So it's going to be a six year old joke.
1: Well, it's a 4,000 year old book we read. <laughs> so it's practically, you know, fresh, just minted. <laughs> so I think the thing that's interesting about the story is that unintended, I guess, I don't know, irony is the right word, that the moral at the end of the story is like, no, you don't get to live forever. You live forever through like your deeds and accomplishments. And that's the moral of the oldest story. Isn't that kind of interesting like this you live on forever Gilgamesh, through shit you did and it's what almost people like remember two on the nose. It's pretty amazing. It's also meta. it's what it is.
0: <laughs> also that the oldest story ever that's sur- the oldest surviving story is about a bad boss. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean really actually bad government, a authoritarian like uh Autocratic government—that is also what it's about.
2: And also, all the gods are shitheads.
1: Everyone uh, on top sucks. Oh, yeah, everyone—they all blow. Especially Shamhat for the right price. Yes. Now, I was reading this other thing about the book. I was reading a—I uh, started reading it. I don't know if I'll finish it. It is a book called Gilgamesh: The Life of a Poem, and it's like about the book, but also about analysis. And the author of this book—this came out like a year or two ago—saying like. It's bullshit when we try to understand this book in our terms. It is they are so different from us. So far removed from
2: our way of thinking. Yeah. Like putting our
1: morals on it is stupid. Yeah, exactly. So it is it looks at the talking about this book, looks at the work itself and tries to read it without the back projections that mar so much reading the belief that, quote, they were like an earlier version of us and their concerns were in some way prototypes of ours. Because right? it's the first civilization, so everyone's like, "Oh, see, they get that thing together first, and then we do that too. But that doesn't mean that their wants and desires and concerns and fears have any relationship to ours. So trying to interpret this weird poem is is stupid. But also, he makes a point here that you know, when you talk about the epic poems, like the Odyssey and shit like that, the Odyssey has, like, 3,000 years of scholarship. Like, that never disappeared. It was always copied and read and studied.
0: The, the ability to read Greek has never gone away.
1: Right. So, like, when the Renaissance happened and, like, what was that Petrarch and they're, like, rediscovering the Greeks and the Romans and shit, that's already four or 500 years ago of what we might consider modern scholarship of, like, trying to understand what was the original text, what does this weird passage mean, the Gilgamesh—it's like a hundred and forty years since the Gilgamesh story was like found, and
2: literally. they're literally—they're
1: literally still finding stuff now. Like in two thousand and six or something, like that they found a new ta- tablet, or like another tablet of one version that had some words that were missing. So it's I would cons- love to them find tablets like
2: oh, finally spent a lot of time translating it's like oh, this is like some. Weird fan fiction version where they're, they're, they're shipping, they're legitimately shipping Gilgamesh and Enkidu. <laughs> they own a bed and breakfast together in Uruk. Uh,
1: the Ishtar Gape—that's a weird name <laughs> for a bar. <laughs> but but really, like it—it it is in a an, an, uh, nascent stage of scholarship compared to a work like the Odyssey. And even the Odyssey, they are still fucking dweebs writing their PhD dissertations about the meaning of random passages. So this, and we also
2: probably just know a shitload more about Greek life than we the, ever will about the
1: Akkadians. Totally, totally. I mean, we'll be like,
2: oh, we found out they don't believe in Tuesdays. It's like, what, 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 the, what the fuck does that mean? What? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, it's a difficult book. And this is one other quote that I thought was interesting. Most poems invite interpretation. Gilgamesh invites, indeed requires, construction. Because there's no, like the 12 tablet traditional version, that was edited about 3,000 years ago. And it was already on you know, that, like that's like, there's, they know the name of that editor. Some guy was like, oh, I fixed this. And some random and that's scribe. Where you get Chicago style. <laughs> <laughs> so you have fucking no parenthetical citations. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he tried to standardize the version uh, because there were, you know, so many. But if you like, try to understand the book as it really was, you have to figure it. There is no one way to read it. Even there's no even necessarily one order of those tablets. Like you, you can just guess by like what events had to happen before the other one. But then there's tons of other little stories about these characters that could have been part of it or were just spinoffs. And some of them are just like this one doesn't seem like it's as good, so we're going to pretend that it's not part of the main set. That's what they did with the Bible.
2: <laughs> this one's a more of like more of a B sides, you know.
1: This is for the real fans. We'll put this on the Japanese import release. <laughs> I think it's clear no one should read this, right?
2: Yeah, unless you're like a fucking literature scholar. It wasn't scholar. that bad. You don't like I said, less it, painful than a lot of the things we've read. So also because it was quick. Yes. If it was twice as long, you might not feel that way. No.
1: I think 24
2: tablets is my limit.
1: You know? <laughs> Despite this version not being the most faithful or even like high quality literary translation, I'd say this version is a fine one to read cuz the ones that are more accurate are harder. So if you want to just know the story, it's like an hour to read this. And maybe it's the sort of thing learned folks should know cuz people have heard the name Gilgamesh often and have no idea what it's about except like that's that old story. But it's part probably of any
2: well-rounded, like, rounded, you know, classics education. But if you don't care about that, you don't need to read this.
1: Maybe just read the spark notes carefully. That'll take you 20 minutes, and you'll understand just as much. Because we're not meant
2: to understand.
1: You're not, but, you know. It's not for us. No. But it is. It is, it is it's just so weird. That's, I think that makes it kind of interesting. Or like when you tell the story of it, it's interesting because it's so fucking weird. It doesn't make any sense by our standard of how a story goes.
2: It's like when you read about people who write sci-fi and no, they're like, why does every alien talk? What if there was an alien that just communicates with a series of gases? And they're like, well, fuck, oh, I guess I never thought like about that. like your mom. <laughs>
1: yeah. She's purely queefing. Uh, you know, I did hear a stat the other day that apparently the average person farts enough in a day to fill up a balloon, which is interesting You know, because your mom farts enough to fill up one of the Macy's Day floats. Yeah, she does. It's impressive. It's like a steady gas leak they have to call National Grid often <laughs> they had they, they, they use that she is the reason for climate of change <laughs>
0: alright tell us <laughs> <Talk on> <laughs> what you thought Taco Tuesday is a
1: reason.
0: send us an email through drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com
1: and we never mentioned our Patreon because we do not drink enough beers this episode but uh, if you want to support the podcast head over to patreon.com drunkguysbookclub Drunk guys Book Club where you can get all sorts of cool shit or you could help us out by leaving a review, or just go tell someone, or just like write it on a clay tablet and just leave it for someone to find. okay, like, hey, what is this? In three thousand years, we'll, there's, we won't be out of books by then. And or we'll be pickled from all the
2: alcohol we've had. And you can also find us on Twitter at Drunk Eyes BC or Facebook Instagram at Drunk Eyes Book Club. And you can join us on Goodreads and reads <laughs> good.
1: <laughs> yeah. And
0: check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening.